Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Launching a book isn't easy, but it can also launch you into a whole new life. What's important now is that I am a best-selling author and that's awesome. I found my soul on this journey. I found my purpose, you know, in life. In this show, I talk to authors about how they launched and how it took them to the next level. Hi there. Twice in the episode, I tell you where to grab the show notes for this episode, and I completely lie, which is to say I screwed it up. So ignore those two references that come later, and instead grab the show notes at launchpadpub.com slash blog slash Hollis, H-O-L-L-I-S, and now the show. Hey there, welcome to Launchpad's podcast hosted by me, Anna David. I'm a New York Times bestselling author of many books. I'm now a publisher, and this has been historically a podcast where I interview the world's bestselling authors and entrepreneurs about how to launch a book and what a book can do for your career. But now I've discovered this other secret passion of mine that I didn't know existed, which is to talk, to do a bunch of research and then talk to you guys directly. And I did it with a previous episode on Tim Ferriss. That was episode 330 for anybody who likes to be a good student and know exactly what I'm talking about and may have missed it. And I'm now doing it today. And just a, a brief intro. Basically, I'm obsessed. I became obsessed with the show Reply All because I realized I just liked people telling me things, especially if I found them funny. And maybe you find me funny. But I'd like personally, I want to, you know, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. I want to be entertained when I'm learning things. So today I am breaking down Rachel Hollis. And I don't mean breaking her down emotionally. I mean that I I have learned everything that is possible to know about Rachel Hollis so that I can tell you how on earth somebody has uh, uh, maintained a spot in the top 10 best-selling books in the country for seven months, sold 3 million copies of one book on Amazon alone, gotten 1.8 million Instagram followers, and done a billion other things. And my research uh, comes to you because I've actually heard her speak twice at two different conferences. Um, and I've read the book and I have bizarre things in common with her. So if you don't know who Rachel Hollis is, she's an American author motivational speaker and blogger. She is published by a Christian imprint of Harper, but it's like low grade Christian. There's like nothing too freaky uh, for anybody who's like, ah, that freaks me out. Um, obviously, she has widespread crazy appeal. And she's this little thing. She's real cute. And she was this picture perfect. Uh, she has this had that's what I'm getting to. This husband, Dave Hollis, who used to be a Disney executive, they have recently divorced as of this recording. 
Um, but it has not slowed her brand down, even though she was just like, I'm the I'm the mom and the wife and we're so happy and we have this lifestyle brand. Um, it doesn't matter. They they got divorced. This happens. And uh, and the, the reign of Rachel Hollis continues. So who is this woman and how did she do this? Well, she decided she wanted to move to L.A. from the Midwest, decided she wanted to move to L.A. And guess why? Because she dreamed of marrying Matt Damon. Now, here's why I dated Matt Damon in college. I talk about it plenty. I mean, honestly, like almost any any chance that I get that I could slip it in. Back then, he was just a really cute guy who uh, who I met at a party, who had a lot of ambition, who was like a super talented actor. And um, I would tell everybody, oh, my boyfriend is a super talented actor. And we were 20 and, and, and no one really cared, though he was rising. He was making this movie called School Ties when I was with him. Anyway, so not only is she dreaming of dating my ex-boyfriend, but she publishes a book called Party Girl, which is the name of my first book. And when my book was going out to publishers. My agent said, there's this book called Party Girl by this woman, Rachel Hollis. We got to change the name of your book. And then it was she came back to me and said, you know what? That other book didn't make any waves. Don't worry about it. We'll keep your title. And I was like, ha, I'm the reigning party girl. Well, joke's on me. Well, all of that was happening. Rachel Hollis was a she was an event planner and she was going around planning events. And then she started blogging. In 2008, she started a blog called My Chic Life that started, you know, <clears throat> just about about these events and what was going on. And then by 2016, so that's some serious years she put in. It had 600,000 users a month, which is a lot. Then her big move, God, don't you just love modern day life? This was her big move. She showed a picture on Instagram in 2015 that showed her stretch marks. Suddenly, the Today Show, NBC News, all these places are covering it. But here's the thing. You can be like, oh, she just got lucky. She was well set up. Luck comes to the prepared. And she had been building and building and building and was very well prepared when this, you know, quote, viral moment happened. So when I heard her speak for the first time at Traffic and Conversion, which is a conference in San Diego. Uh, this was in 2018. I heard her speak. And this is something she said. I took notes. So um, I thought this was really interesting because here I talk to writers about how do they find their audience? How do they know who they're writing for? And she said, I know my girl. And that's what she calls her reader. She is not trying to get men. She says, I know my girl because I've hung out with her every day for 15 years. So that is a big Rachel Hollis move. I'm actually going to break down uh, the, 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 the four things that Rachel Hollis has just done to perfection. Number one, she knows her audience. She told uh, USA Today about five years ago, um, I used to mostly talk about food on her blog. I was a mom of young children. I was just trying to figure out what to feed them for dinner. Over time, I started to do a lot of work in personal development and really cared about my own growth and how I was becoming a better version of myself. As I went on that journey, I just sort of took the fans along for the ride, and that has led to where we are today. 
So I think that is a very interesting idea, the pivot. I will tell you for me, um, you know, I sort of accidentally got branded as the sex dating and relationship expert when I wrote a story for Playboy in 2004 and then went on this show, Attack of the Show. And and I thought, you know, after a while, like, I'm just not interested in this anymore. This isn't me. Can I pivot and start talking about addiction and recovery? And I was able to. And then I was like, OK, I feel like I've done what I can there. Can I pivot and talk about writing? And it turns out, yes, you can. So if you say, well, I want to write this book, but I don't want to be categorized as the the woman who who only writes about being adopted and that's my brand. No. Once you are out there and you get used to being out there sharing about yourself, you can pivot because it is all about your audience. That's what it's about. Um, back when I was talking about sex dating and relationships, I had all the media you could dream of today show, uh, Fox News, um, in all the magazines. Today, I don't get that media coverage, but I am a billion times more successful because we now live in a world where it is about our audience. It is not about the gatekeeper. So what she said, back to Rachel, what she said is, this is it back at trafficking conversion, it needed to take 15 years. I didn't realize then then that I was building the infrastructure I have today. Now, I don't say that to discourage you, to make you go, oh my God, it's going to take 15 years. By the way, if all of us could be so lucky as to have Rachel Hollis's success in 15 years, that would be amazing. I'd happily build every day, 365 days a year, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. But it's just look at what you've been already doing. We live in a world, for better or worse, where we are audience building, a lot of us, all the time, whether we're aware of it or not. But you don't have to know exactly where it's going. You just have to see that there are people there and that you make it about them. I'm going to get to that next. That's, that's another Rachel Hollis tip that I've that I've uh, decided she gives. A tip that I have learned from studying her, let's just say. So Rachel Hollis knows who her readers are. She said at Traffic and Conversion, I have three types. I have the diehard fan who has known me since I was a food blogger. I have the target mom who doesn't work. And I have the hustler who has her own business. So here's something interesting. People will say it has you have to just you have to have an avatar. You have to know like what that person drives, what they read, what they, you know, what podcasts they listen to, what books they read. And no, Rachel Hollis shows that you can actually have three types of fans. But I will tell you, you might notice those three fans are not that different. They're all women. Uh, somebody who's a diehard fan could easily be a hustler or a target mom, but they are three and distinct and she knows who they are. So as you are building your audience and your fan base, think about who they are. And if you don't know who they are, ask them, ask the people who follow you on Instagram. They're there. And once you have a bigger audience, survey your newsletter audience or whatever it is. So I alluded to this before, but tip number three from Rachel Hollis, she makes it. Oh, sorry. This is tip number two. I'm switching the order. Don't judge. She would never do this. Or maybe she would. 
that's her whole thing. She's scrappy. She makes mistakes. I happen to be recording this while I'm in my pajamas. Is that a Rachel Hollis move? Maybe. Back to the tip. She makes it about them, the audience. Now, in my stalking, I saw a Facebook post that she wrote on November 22nd of 2017. And she said, Sheik Tribe, that's a hashtag. So she has named her people after her own brand. Brilliant. Sheik Tribe. We are looking for people. I'm sure she didn't write this. Someone on her team wrote this. We are looking for people to spread the word about my new book, Girl, Wash Your Face. And to say thank you for helping me out, you'll get all types of goodies, including an advanced copy of the book before it comes out in February. So if you're interested, request to join this group and connect with the rest of the GWYF launch team. She's already got, you know, Okay, you click on that, by the way, and it's gone because she knows what she's doing. It's it's gone now. But back, God knows how many people were probably trying to get into that group and joining that group well enough to make the book sell three million copies on Amazon alone. Now, she had a book tour and she didn't just kick back and let publishers set up a tour. She sold tickets and the event was called Rach X ever eve yeah that's a hashtag it's hashtag rage x ever eve your rage x ever eve ticket includes so you so if you bought a ticket you got a hardcover of girl wash your face before anyone else you got cocktail hour and nibbles a sweet gift bag you got signing and photo opportunity with rachel hollis and you got 15 percent off all ever eve that's her line products during our shop and sip party Plus, personal styling opportunities from the Ever Eve staff, which, sister, is how Rachel figures out what to wear. See, sister, like we're talking to our girl. Plus, you'll get the most fun night ever with your girlfriends. So she has made what is about her all about you, the reader. And interestingly, uh, if you go to her website for Girl Wash Your Face now, what is there? Oh, this is genius. It's a thank you video. And it, what it is, is it's a video showing people's Instagram posts about Girl Wash Your Face. So her team, you know, took screen grabs, captured, I don't even know how many women holding up this book. And she's saying, thank you for doing this. But it's brilliant because she's just also showing how many People, um, you know, love her. You know, it, it just is great social proof and great a great way to make it about the audience. Totally going to steal that. I just realized that. Now, here's another thing that she said at the at Trafficking Conversion, which backs up this whole idea. Somebody asked her because she's got a documentary on Amazon Prime about her Rise conference. And they somebody said, um, why did you start this conference and this documentary and all of these things? And she said, uh, you know, people. So the Rise Conference, as of the last time, cost six hundred and fifty dollars for a few days. And she said, I she was running into all these people who were saying, I wish I could go to your conference, but I can't afford it. So she said, let's make it an Amazon documentary. God, it's pretty cool. I don't know. I didn't watch the documentary. Did you? Uh, let me know. Now, okay, I'm going to go uh, 
slightly backwards. You don't know I'm going backwards, but I'm going backwards in my notes. Tip number three. Rachel Hollis is consistent. She said a traffic and conversion, it is not about production value. It is about consistency. And that means as of back then, at 8 a.m. Central Time, every single day, she got on Instagram. And she would entertain for five minutes and then she would get in your face and issue challenges. You know, that's kind of her vibe is she's not going to let you sit back and be ordinary. She is going to, you know, push you to be your best. That's her whole vibe. Now, um, number four of what she does, she and this is these are all connected. She listens to her audience. So she's got that breakdown of who those three types are. And she says, because now she's got a whole line of products, a whole bunch of other stuff. She says, if your audience isn't buying, that's because you haven't explained it right. If your audience isn't buying, that's because you haven't explained it right. Now, in terms of a book, that is really, really interesting because Sometimes we can be so close to our material that we don't see uh, what we don't see. I will tell you a really good exercise for me with um, Make Your Mess Your Memoir is a marketing person I knew said, why don't you write a sales page for your book? You know, because for previous books, I'd always just had a, here's about the book, here's the cover uh, on a website. And I thought, and, and this person said, I'm actually totally lying. It was an article I read that suggested doing a sales page for your book. And so I, I I looked at this example and actually I can link in the show notes to um to this example because it was awesome. And it basically said, you know, break down what this is, why the reader should be interested, who your reader is, break it down into sections. And um and I should mention, by the way. <laughs> just so Rachel Hollis and who uh, the show notes you can get at launchpadpub.com slash blog slash Hollis. And that's H-O-L-L-I-S-S. But you know that because it's Rachel Hollis. Uh, yes. And I will give you a link to to that. But but my point about telling you about the sales page, because I still have it up, I can actually put a link to that in the show notes, too. But basically, it showed me that there was another way to explain my book that wasn't the book summary that we were putting on Amazon. It was how if I encountered my ideal reader or my ideal client or whatever it is, how would I break it down? Why? What would I want someone else to tell somebody about my book? Um, and so so the, so she's her example that she gave it traffic and conversion. She doesn't try to sell a jacket. But she shows her, that's her audience, 10 ways she can wear it. You have to educate your audience. So if your audience does not understand, is not buying your book, it could be that they do not understand it. And so you need to educate them about why it's important. And you can educate them on Instagram, on your blog, on Facebook, wherever you want. She says your audience will tell you how to make it better. 
And this is something that, um, you know, I, I may have talked about before, but basically there, there, there are a lot of very successful authors who talk about um, testing covers and titles. Now, a lot of people, when they when they hear that, they're like, oh, OK, I'm so guilty of this. Post on Facebook in your group or on your thing. Hey, you guys, which title do you like better? Hey, let's do a poll. Hey, what what uh, what cover, what title, all of these things. The experts will tell you, don't bother with that, because what people say they like and what they actually buy are completely different. If you are going to test something with your audience, the best way is not to ask them, but to say, design a cover and uh, four different ways and run Facebook ads to that cover and see which does better. If you're doing a title, do the same thing that that people will show you how to make it better rather than tell you how to make it better. Maybe if you're Rachel Hollis and you've got 1.8 million people on Instagram and a separate or maybe the same 1.8 million people on Facebook, you can just ask them. But most of us, uh, we need to uh, sh- see what they're going to do because there's far fewer people. Now, she also recommends talking about your product for months before. Now, that's, you know, we have different, I've employed different strategies lots of times for lots of my books. And and what I recommend for clients is to do the Beyonce drop where you don't talk about your book at all. And then you just drop it and it's already number one in all its categories and it's got all these reviews. Everybody's got a different strategy about that. But I will tell you that as of this recording, her book Didn't See That Coming is not out. And she has on her website pre-order this book to get an exclusive hour-long class and 16-page workbook personalized by Rachel. It's all about rebuilding your life when you're going through a hard season. You learn to set intentions and how to take the necessary steps required to build the life you always wanted. So the exclusive hour-long class, when it's someone like Rachel Hollis who has paid a ton of money for an hour, that's a super valuable thing. Any Rachel Hollis fan is going to say absolutely that is worth it, Um, plus this workbook. So that is definitely something a lot of people do. I did plan to do that with Make Your Mr. Memoir, but I never got it together. I mean, I did a launch thing online, but but really um, giving your audience a chance to pre-order and incentivizing them is a good thing, Um, if that's the strategy you're employing. Okay. She said about her audience, when 10 people say the same thing, listen, listen. You know, a big part of of being a creative person is you give your work to people and you got to know who to listen to and who to ignore. Um, I am very careful with who I get feedback from and I am very careful to and I'm very clear about what sort of feedback I want when a book is published, I do not want people to give me notes on it. But when I I will pick a few very select people very carefully and I will say, this is what I want. I don't want you to sit here and tell me it's great because that doesn't help me. If you really like certain things, great, tell me, but I need to know um, you know, what needs work, what isn't clear, what is overexplained, all of those things. Um, and the, the final thing that I learned from Rachel Hollis when she spoke at Traffic and Conversion is um, you, you want scarcity. 
She said selling out is key because of FOMO, so they'll buy next time. This is really only relevant um, if you have, I mean, a book you can't sell out because it's always going to be on Amazon. But, but you know, just that concept. And I think the FOMO and the scarcity is really good if you're going to do a pre-order campaign or, or, or you're giving bonuses. You know, one thing that I did for Make Your Mess Your Memoir is we had an advanced reader team um, that I had someone on my team organizing. And we wanted to get over 100 people in it, and we did. And then what we said, we said, do you want to be an ex- an elite messenger? And if you are an elite messenger, what you have to do is you have to recruit three new people to join this group. Once you've done that, then once the book comes out, you got to do these extra things, which is like post this on Facebook, do this, whatever it is. Not many things. The big thing was recruiting through other people. And then you're an elite messenger. And then those elite messengers, I sent them not just signed signed copies. Everybody who was in the advanced reader team got a signed copy, but they got shirts that say make your mess your memoir. They got uh, canvas prints that say that they got all of this stuff. So uh, you cannot pay people to review your book, but you absolutely can reward and thank them. And whether that's with the free course, like um, Rachel Hollis does, actual shirts, whatever it is, um, I love my readers so much that I actually go to the post office, which in Los Angeles is pretty much the most hellish place you can possibly go. But I do it. And so but that's 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 it. That's the Rachel Hollis breakdown, how Rachel Hollis uh, has been able to become the massive success that she has using these very specific and easy to follow, not easy to do, but easy to follow tips and techniques. To break it down, finally, one, she knows her audience. Two, she makes it about them. Three, she's consistent. And four, she listens to them. So that is it, your breakdown of Rachel Hollis. Again, to get the show notes, go to launchpadpub.com slash blog slash Hollis, H-O-L-L-I-S-S. And if you like this way of breaking down the show, I find this super, super fun. If you listen this far, I hope you found it fun or entertaining or both. Please let me know in the form of an iTunes review. And that is it. Anna David signing off. I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me this week on Launchpad. For more info about the show, go to AnnaDavidPod.com, where you can get links to show notes and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, and all those other places. And speaking of those places, if you got anything out of this show, I can't tell you how much I'd appreciate a rating. And please don't forget, you can also tell your favorite author or entrepreneur friend about this show. Another forget-me-not, my company Launchpad Publishing is available to help industry leaders and those with stories to share at any stage in their publishing journey. Whether that's writing, editing, or publishing, go to launchpadpub.com to find out more. And be sure to tune in next week for next week's episode. And you know, if you subscribe, you never have to worry about missing a show. I'll see you next time.